Welcome to Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping women to live at their finest health and personal development without engaging in the complexities of the diet culture cycle. I'm your host, Dr. Babalola, aka Dr. Babs. I'm a board certified family physician and the founder of Living at Your Finest Corporation. Have you struggled with your health and personal development? Maybe you thought you had it all figured out only for it to all come tumbling over? Or maybe you're just that person that wants to learn how to consistently live at your finest health and personal development. Well, search no more. This podcast is just for you. Together, we can triumph on this journey of health and personal development as my guest and I share lessons learned from our personal health struggles using an exciting holistic approach, fun, fundamental, and faith-based. So I hope you're ready for some candid dialogue. Living at your finest champions. We are on episode 13. Super pumped about being in the double digits. Thank you all so much for your support, through your reviews, your wonderful reviews and shares that you make with your friends and family. I'm thrilled about our topic today, intuitive eating. This is a concept that I've been applying for a while. I've studied it. I've adapted most of the principles in my life and I wanna share it with you. You might be familiar with the concept or if you're not, either way, it doesn't matter. I'm going to dive in and elaborate on what intuitive eating is, the seven basic principles of intuitive eating. And I'm also going to let you know if it's for you. So please come right in, make yourself at home. Don't change the dial. Let it stay right there. Now, before we dive into what intuitive eating is. This is part of the show where I future living at your finest champion for the week. And you know me, I am all about healthier together. And so this is where we have, you know, champion share her win for the week. You know, there's an inspirational quote that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So when we hear these words of encouragement from one another, it encourages us to hang in there. If you are interested in in being part of this series where we feature a champion with their wins, please send me an email to drbaz at livingatyourfinest.com. Thank you, Mrs. Bajamo, for sharing your health win with us. My name is Funke Dosumo Bajamo. I'm a freelance writer and the owner of Jazz It Up Decor, an event decorating company. I'm on a journey to reverse type two diabetes. I had initially a diagnosis of 14. I am currently down to 6.5 and my goal is 5.5. I have been prescribed about 11 different medications. I'm currently down to five and Everything I'm doing is really mostly by my diet. I eat lots of fish, meats, chicken, veggies, seafood, lots and lots of veggies. I have reduced my carbohydrates. We all need carbohydrates, so I eat that in moderation. I do not drink soda. That's a big one for me. 
Um, occasionally, I'll drink some juice and mix it and water it down with lots and lots of water. I also do intermittent fasting. And when done properly, this actually helps to keep my fasting uh, glucose levels really low, which is great. I try to get as much sleep as I can. I am on a goal to get eight hours of sleep per night. And I really hope I get there soon. I'm working on it. Walk if you can. Swim if you can. Dance like no one is watching. Dance, dance, dance. Just keep moving. Move your body. Get that blood pumping. And hopefully all these tips will help somebody on their journey. Please note that though I am a family physician, I am not your physician. My goal is to provide a platform for educational purposes on all matters pertaining to health and personal development. The words and other content provided here or in any linked materials are not intended as medical advice and do not reflect those of any organization that I'm employed by or affiliated with. Please consult your doctor for your specific needs. Thank you. What is intuitive eating? Intuitive eating is an approach to health, food, movement, and body image that is all about dishing the diet culture and reconnecting with our inner wisdom and naturally losing the weight. So isn't that amazing? And if you're looking for a simpler definition, it just means a dynamic mind-body integration of our instinct, our emotions, and our rationalized thoughts. I mean, it's all about just honoring our health or honoring our bodies by the messages that are sent from our bodies, both physically and emotionally. So imagine for a second, let's just pause and think about what it means to eat the way God has designed us to eat. So we eat to live, not live to eat. So on my journey of discovery, you know, just my trying to figure out how can I set myself free from guilt and shame and the diet culture, I uncovered the principles of intuitive eating and I adapted a good amount of the principles, which I'm happy to share today. But before I do that, let's talk about the background. When did this all start? So the concept of intuitive eating actually started in the early 90s, precise 1995, and it was by two prominent dietitians in response to their clients feeling stuck in the cycle of yo-yo dieting. Um, they wanted to make peace with food and they wanted to rediscover the pleasures of eating. So they published a book called Intuitive Eating, a, a revolutionary program that works. And the authors, Evelyn Tribal and Essen Rich. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Now, this book is amazing. So many concepts in here. It'll be great to unlearn dieting and begin to heal our relationship with food and help us live at our finest health, both mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So yeah, let's talk about how we can get this done using the seven principles of intuitive eating. And these will be backed up by scriptures because scriptures are a part of my core value. And all together, this helps to give the amazing experience of food freedom. Principle number one, dish 
the diet mentality. So just get rid of it altogether. And I'm sure you're, you're probably tired of hearing me talking about diet, diet, diet. <laughs> but yes, it is a real thing. Diet's culture, it is a real thing. And when we say diet, you know, we want to detox, we want to, you know, abstain from sugar, do a sugar challenge, all these challenges here and there. Or we want to, um, you know, stay off caps for a week. All of this is good in itself, but if the focus is to lose weight and not heal ourselves from inside out, then we set ourselves up for failure. So principle number one is just dish, ditch the diet mentality altogether. Diets cannot and will not live up to their promises, as mentioned in one of my episodes when I spoke about why diets don't work. Being thin is not equal to happy. And for me, I thought being thin or being in a certain size dress, maybe a four or a six, was going to make me feel more happy. But it's it's really not about that. It's We can't focus on the weight. We need to focus on health overall. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewer of our mind. So we, sh we should be able to test and test all spirits, test all cultures, and see if it's aligning with God's will. Principle two, make peace with food. Food is not our enemy. And the food choices I make does not make me a bad or a good person, right? What a relief that is, at least it was for me. That let's say I decided I was gonna have a fries today. Did that mean that I was completely bad and hopeless? No, because I'm so much more than the food that I eat, even though yes, we do say we are what we eat. But that is not completely true in totality because we are spirit, soul, and body. That is part of this physical part of us. But making peace with food is for us to understand that food is not the enemy. We cannot be judged by what we put in our mouths. We need to give ourselves permission to enjoy food. While we enjoy food, we do need to be mindful of what our bodies are able to tolerate and adjust accordingly. So listening to the wisdom of our bodies, food is meant to be enjoyed. When we enjoy food and we give gratitude to God, then we feel peace with the food. Mark 7, 19 says, for it does not go into his heart, but into his stomach and is eliminated. Thus, he declares all foods clean. So we do not want to have this idea in our heads that foods are bad. Although the food industry unfortunately have added so many additives, chemicals that change the composition of food, which makes it unhealthy. But generally all food that God created is good. First Timothy 4.4 says, for everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it's received with thanksgiving. That was such great freedom for me when I knew that I'm not a bad person because I'm eating meat or I'm eating eggs. It's all good by God, but we all have different body compositions. My body might not be able to tolerate it. That's a different, different scenario altogether. When I bless God for the food and I listen to my body and what it receives and what it doesn't want, then I'm not judging myself or I, I have the freedom to, to enjoy and, 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 and appreciate the food that I eat. Principle three, 
honor your hunger and make wise choices. So our bodies are designed to regulate our food intake based on our energy and nutrition needs. That's something I had to learn. When am I hungry? I'm not just eating because I'm emotionally disturbed or am I eating because I'm bored? I need to understand my hunger cues. And when I understand my hunger cues and I should make wise choices, I need to learn to trust my inner regulation system and eat when I'm hungry. I don't need to deprive myself as I used to want, you know, I wanted to deprive myself so that I can lose weight and then gain it all back. There's freedom when you make peace, right? With the principle too, to eat the food, but then know my hunger cues and make wise choices on the food that I should eat that will be nourishing to my body. So in Genesis, when Adam created Adam, in Genesis, yes, when God created Adam and Eve, he gave them the garden of Eden to enjoy. And if you've ever seen the pictures, just beautiful food made from the ground, just amazing choices. We just need to make wise decisions. We need to pick the food that we nourish us, that have all the vitamins and the nutrients that are, that are good and not having all the you know, additives and all the chemicals that are unfortunately the food industry has, has, has put in our foods that have made it unhealthy. But the message here is to honor our hunger and make wise choices. So the fruits and the veggies. And I did do a video on Nutrition 101, which I would reference in the show notes. Principle four, feel my fullness and satisfaction factor. So I need to pay attention to my body when I'm eating. And that's something we don't do. I know I, I wasn't doing and I'm paying more attention to pause and checking with myself during a meal. Know when I'm full, it goes back to principle three, know my hunger cues, hunger my, honor my hunger and eat when I'm hungry and know when I'm full to stop eating. So I'm not overly stuffed and I can enjoy the experience and taste the food and enjoy what God has given me. Satisfaction factor goes a long way as well. So when we understand this, it really helps us to apply the principles of intuitive eating and have that freedom around food and a better relationship. Principle number five, manage your feelings without using food. Now, this was a big huddle for me, always managing my emotions with food. So much so that it was like, it was pretty much give my giving myself away. I would say, oh, I, I deserve a brownie. Oh, I deserve a chocolate or I deserve this. I would eat healthy, but I felt that I still deserve because I was having a rough day. I deserve to have something, not because I was hungry, not because I wasn't full, but because I thought I deserved it because I was trying to manage my emotions. But food cannot fix my problem. I need to find, I needed to find other ways to nurture myself that does not involve eating. <laughs> yes. 
So this is definitely something I had to learn. And in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 4, it says, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us all in our troubles so that we cannot comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So we receive comfort from God. And another scripture that I stand by, Matthew 4, 4, that speaks about when the disciples were tempted by the devil. And Jesus said to them, man shall not leave by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So for me, I had to learn this principle that food is short-term escape strategy. And I had to learn how else to cope with my emotions. I needed to sit with my emotions, pray through my emotions, reflect, meditate, and see healing and transformation. Coping skills goes a long way and cutting back and using food as a crutch. Principle six, appreciate my body. Oh yes, appreciate my body. We all need to appreciate the body that God gave us. Psalm 139, 14, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. Amen and amen to that. I remember in my teenage years and, he, and he, I just grew up with it, just several parts of my body that I was not pleased with. I wish she could have been smaller or bigger, but I had to realize that I was just perfect the way God created me. I had to be confident about that and, and live in my truth and, you know, just be okay. Now, of course, you know, gaining weight, sometimes we, we tend to put on weight in more areas than the other, but understanding and accepting how God created us, God knitted us together in, in our mother's womb. And he specifically chose for us to, be designed in such way. I remember, you know, I used to complain that I didn't have long hair, my hair was short, but I needed to accept my genetics and embrace that. And of course, if there are things that I can do to modify that, that the benefit outweighed the risk of not doing it, then that was okay. Now, if it were, you know, if there were other areas definitely that needed um, interventions, consult your primary care provider for more information as to whether you need to do that. But my advice is the way God has created us is just the way by his grace that we should enjoy and appreciate our body and not hate our body, but love our bodies. That way we're not constantly looking for a diet to change the way we look or looking for, um, you know, I mean, there are times when plastic surgery is needed. You know, I remember growing up as a child, people always asked me if I wore braces um, because, you know, at the front of my teeth, I do have some, you know, some signs of braces. And to my recollection, I don't believe I wore, at least my mom said I didn't, but I, that was just who I am, how it's created. Now, if you have the money and you want to do that by all means, but I felt the benefit of doing that outweighed the risk. I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm fine with it. It doesn't change who I am and I appreciate my body. So that's a concept that I'm learning and it's really freed me from wanting to indulge in all sorts of diet cultures that would possibly change things for me. So that's definitely something I had to work on. The last principle, principle seven, fitness for fun. 
fitness should be a celebration of what our buddies can do and enjoy doing with the goal to use it as an adjunct to live at our finest health rather than compulsion or punishment. Why do I say that? You know, you can exercise in such a way that after a while it feels like punishment. That's why, unfortunately, exercise has a bad rep because anytime you think about exercise, you're like, okay, you go all out and then you get frustrated and you stop. It really should be something we enjoy doing and it's long lasting. It's amazing that the scripture also has a word about exercise in Proverbs 31, 17 that says, she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. So God loves and permits exercise, but not at the detriment of our health or our peace. You can exercise in such a way that you're actually putting added stress in your body. So we should always remember, do something that is long-term, do something that will augment your eating habits, do something that you enjoy. Now, is intuitive eating for you? Is it for me? It is for anyone that is interested in whole health. And that means whole health involving your physical body, your mind, your emotions, your spirituality. And you're not dealing with diet culture because diet culture fails. It's for everybody that is ready to transform their life and release control of food back to God as a daily communion. Intuitive eating, I must tell you, it enriched my relationship with God because I knew that I could not free myself from the bondage of, of the diet culture of guilt and shame without God. Because I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. And if God could answer my prayers in every other challenge that I faced, how, how about this challenge of struggling with food, food freedom? So it enriched my, my understanding with God and my reliance in God. And then I saw the weight fall off, not even focusing on weight or scale or pounds any longer. I mean, how great is this? Just imagine that world where you live at your finest health and the weight just drops and the inches, itches, inches rather drops as well. It is for everybody that understands their habits and their body. We are our own best teacher meaning that we don't need the, the diet culture to tell us what we need to do. We just need to understand how our body works. We need to understand the science behind our bodies. We need to understand the nutrition that our body craves. Just obtain the knowledge of nutrition and apply with God's help and accountability partners. And we're way on our way to fulfilling our true purpose in life. So as I wrap up, my takeaway message is that there is incredible freedom and peace around food when we apply the principles of intuitive eating to our lives. It certainly was a game changer for me as I continue to learn every day with God's help that I'm unstoppable and I can live at my finest health and personal development. I hope you can experience this food freedom without that constant shame and guilt. Please share your takeaway from this episode and share this episode with others that you know will benefit from it so that together we can be informed, transform, and triumph at living at our finest health. I'll see you in the next episode where I speak about intermittent fasting. And this was made by popular demand. You speak, I listen.
Until then, take care and God bless. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that you've been empowered to take actionable steps to living at your finest health and personal development. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you're living at your finest health and personal development, come on over and follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs. In order not to miss an episode, I highly recommend as well for you to subscribe to my podcast and either my website, livingatyourfinest.com, or the various podcast outlets. And please, while you're at it, don't forget to leave a comment on the impact the episode has made on you. And of course, share with a friend or two. Till we meet again on the next episode, let's remain triumphant together. Because we need it. We deserve it, and most certainly, you and I can achieve to live at our finest health and personal development. God bless.